You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hey there, welcome back to Positively Anti-Inflammatory. It is episode 61, and today we're talking about nightshades. Yes, nightshades. Once and for all, I will explain what they are, <laughs> their health benefits. I'll discuss why some people say nightshades are unhealthy and why they're, they may have a link to inflammation and what that means and what to do about it. So as with everything nutrition-related, there is conflicting information out information out there. And, you know, first, what I've found is that most people don't know what nightshades are in the first place. So what are nightshades? Nightshades are a botanical family of plants called Solanaceae. And there are more than like 2000 species in the nightshade family. And the vast majority of of them are inedible, and many of which are highly poisonous. But the most common nightshade vegetables are tomatoes of all varieties. Actually, some of them are also fruit. So the most common uh, nightshades are tomatoes, all varieties, potatoes, any kind of white potato, bell peppers, hot peppers, like jalapeno, chili, etc., eggplant. Other nightshades that are not as common, but are out there, of course. Ashwagandha, yep, that very popular adaptogenic medicinal herb. Spices like paprika and cayenne are nightshades. Goji berries, you see these in the health food store, um, promoted as a superfood, you know, to add to smoothie bowls or whatever. And tobacco is also a nightshade. Okay, so now common vegetables that are not nightshades. So I'm going to list a few that are mistaken as nightshades, but they're not. Okay. Sweet potato is not a nightshade. Hallelujah. Mushrooms are not a nightshade. Hallelujah. (laughs) Onions, zucchini, black pepper. None of these are nightshades. Okay. So we know that what we eat can play a role in how our body functions. Yes, nutrition, your diet, what you eat affect your health and can affect many chronic conditions. So now that we know what nightshades are, the question is, are they good for you? Do they cause inflammation? And the answer is not necessarily. And it depends. (laughs) So nightshades are highly nutritious food staples in many cultures. Like I mentioned, the most popular nightshades, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, and peppers are rich in nutrients and are really often recommended to support a healthy lifestyle. Peppers, for example, are rich in vitamin C. Potatoes contain potassium. Tomatoes and eggplants are full of phytonutrients and antioxidants. And in case you're unfamiliar, phytonutrients are a substance found in plants which are believed to be ven- <clears throat> excuse me, beneficial to health and prevent various diseases. I'm just going to cough one more time. One second. <clears throat> excuse me. And 
Antioxidants are are molecules that fight free radicals in your body. And free radicals are compounds that can cause harm if their levels become too high in your body. Okay, so what's the deal with nightshades then? Well, nightshades contain a chemical compound called alkaloids. They are alleged or even potential links to inflammatory issues that result from from nightshade's alkaloid content. And alkaloids are basically nitrogen-based chemical compounds found in plants and specifically nightshades right now that we're talking about. So the particular alkaloid that nightshades contain is called solanine. And all nightshades contain small amounts of this alkaloid solanine, but in much larger amounts, solanine can be toxic. So even though nightshades contain low levels of alkaloids, some people find they have a sensitivity and that eating nightshades promote inflammation. And just as a reminder, inflammation is the root cause of many health issues. Now, while there have yet to be any large-scale medical studies demonstrating this connection to inflammation, some people believe that nightshades may worsen inflammatory or autoimmune conditions by enhancing symptoms and... And they have a, you know, they could have a direct or an indirect inflammatory response. So what does that mean? That means an inflammatory response like joint pain or swelling or skin irritations like eczema or rosacea or redness on the skin, digestive issues. And there are some diet strategies. You may have heard of the autoimmune protocol that eliminate nightshades with the claim that many people report feeling better when they don't eat them. So the autoimmune protocol, also called AIP for short, is a strategy that uses lifestyle and diet to reduce pain, inflammation, and relieve other symptoms of autoimmune diseases. And I'll definitely do an episode on the autoimmune protocol in the future. So yes, some people are sensitive to nightshades, but nightshades themselves are not inherently inflammatory. So while the alkaloids in nightshades can trigger inflammation in some people, it's really, it's not the nightshades fault, (laughs) but rather it's the person's gut health and immune system that are already compromised and imbalanced. So this inflammation caused by nightshades could be tied to a food sensitivity or allergy that really is entirely an individual reaction. Again, it's not the nightshades that are inflammatory. It's what's going on with the individual. So if you do have a sensitivity to nightshades, and if nightshades are a trigger for for inflammation, this symptom is really typically a message of an underlying imbalance that's perpetuating inflammation. And then it's the nightshades that are fueling that underlying imbalance rather than being a permanent problem with that food. Does that make sense? Okay, so really what's advisable is focusing on eating healing, nutrient-dense foods, and protocols to help heal the gut and balance the immune system so then ultimately, hopefully, you can tolerate nightshades and then benefit from their healthy properties. 
So there's a lot of anecdotal information about nightshades being pro-inflammatory for people with inflammation-specific inflammatory autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, which I have, psoriasis, and even possibly inflammatory bowel disease. But again, it's going to be highly individual if there's a nightshade sensitivity or any food sensitivity for that matter. So you may, maybe, you know, you could, what's interesting is, you know, you might find that you can eat eggplant till the cows come home, but if you eat a tomato, you have a flare. And if you do suspect a sensitivity to nightshades, it's critical to really pay attention and listen to your body and be mindful and pay attention to what you're eating. Also, remember that if you have a food sensitivity, there's not always an immediate reaction. It can show up a few days after you eat that food. It could be through, you know, acne or swelling or headaches, what have you. And, you know, even though there are a lot of people who have arthritis who claim they have a sensitivity to nightshades and when they eliminate it, they, excuse me, feel better, you don't necessarily need to have arthritis to have a sensitivity to nightshades. So, for example, I have a very good friend who does not have an arthritis, nor does she have a known autoimmune disease. But fascinating, she has a very, she's very sensitive to nightshades and has different has a different variety of reactions. So she says that white potatoes give her pimples. And even if she has a little bit of chili pepper, that will make her throat hurt. She says that eggplant makes her wheeze. And she says that the more she eats, the more inflammation she'll get. For example, if she has tomatoes one day, she'll get a sore throat and cold sores or cold sore sensations around the corners of her mouth. And if she is like, oh, screw it, and she just continues to eat, you know, tomatoes or whatever dish that is that week or continually, then she gets cold sores all the time. So once, you know, she determined this and, you know, made this decision. She's like, okay, I'm going to eliminate all nightshades from her diet. So that's been for a while now. I actually eliminated all nightshades from my diet in 2018 when I went on the autoimmune, autoimmune protocol. Again, it's also known as AIP. So for me, I have yet to try reintroducing nightshades into my diet except potatoes, but I'll talk about that in a second. So the autoimmune protocol encourages you to reintroduce foods after eliminating them. And I have successfully reintroduced many foods after eliminating them for many, many months. But with nightshades, I really have not been compelled to try reintroducing them because they're they're honestly not my most favorite foods anyway. I've never ever been a fan of peppers or eggplant. So that's just easy for me to stay away from. It's like, why even bother? And I've, my whole life, I I, I just, I can't do spicy foods. So I just don't like it. It's just too, too much for me. So I don't enjoy spicy foods at all. So any hot peppers or cayenne or chili peppers, I've always avoided them my whole life. Tomatoes, interestingly enough, I, I grew up really never enjoying them, except I was a huge fan of ketchup (laughs) and, you know, pasta, marinara sauce. But in general, I'm not the biggest fan of tomatoes unless it's summertime and they're heirloom tomatoes from the farmer's market and you cut them in thick slices and you sprinkle sea salt on them. Oh my God, so good. So 
I've been fine without tomatoes for, you know, what's it been, four years now, but I, I actually have been considering reintroducing them, tomatoes, back into my life because there really are so many amazing recipes that call for tomatoes. And it's, you know, it's been one food that I, of the nightshade family, that I'm I'm curious about. So um, I'm going to look into that at some point, maybe this summer, and see if I can tolerate them. Now, potatoes, I did have French fries a few years ago, and I had a massive flare. It triggered even more inflammation in my body than it was already present. So, you know, to make potatoes, I'm staying away from them, not interested in going through that again. You know, the also contributing to that could have been the really crappy hydrogenated oils that the fries were fried in. So I... Who knows what it is, but I'm just I'm staying away from potatoes, not going to them anytime again soon. I'm I'm living a perfect perf- <laughs> living a perfectly fabulous life without regular potatoes. Thank you to sweet potatoes. <laughs> Thank God for sweet potatoes and sweet potato fries. So sweet potatoes, like all varieties, yams, Japanese, garnet, whatever they are, they're staples in my diet. And again, sweet potatoes are not nightshades. Hallelujah. I love those starchy vegetables. But I was thinking about this as I was working on this episode. I was like, okay, oh my God. The one thing that is like pure nightshades is um, caponata. And I had, I've made ratatouille in, I, I mean, they're, I guess, similar but different. I've made that many, many years ago. But when I was in Italy um, performing, I talked about this actually in my going gluten and dairy free episode, um, my personal story when I was in Italy in 2013, it was less than a year after I eliminated dairy and gluten. I was like, oh my God, I'm in Italy. (laughs) And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try pasta, try pizza. And I really wasn't, my mind was not blown. I was not like, falling over in heaven. But you know what I was falling over in heaven? It was, I was in Rome and I had caponata. Caponata? Is that how you pronounce it? Caponata? Heaven on earth. My mouth is salivating just thinking about it. So if you're not familiar with it, it's made of like eggplant and tomatoes and peppers and onions. Olives, I think were in there. Definitely a bunch of uh, herbs, you know, olive oil. And I just was eating that with a spoon. It was so good. So if I go back to Italy, if and when I go back to Italy, I'll be trying that and let's just pray I'll be okay. So what's the takeaway about nightshades? The takeaway is that for most people, there's really no need to avoid them because they have a lot of health benefits. But like with any food, if you suspect you have a sensitivity, if you find tomatoes, eggplant, potatoes, or peppers is triggering inflammation or swelling or arthritis pain or joint pain or any other inflammatory response for you, you might choose to experiment with temporary elimination. So you could try, you know, eliminating that particular nightshade that you suspect is inflammatory, or you could even eliminate all nightshades hey, 30 days. And then you could reintroduce them slowly each one by one back into your diet and see how you feel. But if you do do this, I really want you to keep in mind that nightshades are found in a lot of foods that you may already be eating. So you got to check ingredients. Okay. So for example, potato starch, it's, it's a bummer because I mean, 
I look at ingredients all the time and they're just, it's a, it's an eye opener. There's potato starch in so many things, you know, all these gluten-free things have a lot of potato starch in it. So the gluten-free bread, you know, gluten-free, you know, pizza crust or crackers, baked goods, potato starch is used in some soups or other products, you know, used as a, a thickener. So just be mindful of reading ingredients if potatoes are something that you are concerned about or experimenting with limiting with. And then nightshade spices are found in most Mexican food, which is a huge bummer. Um, and then, you know, some sausages or hot dogs, really anything spicy, we can assume that there are some nightshades in there. And, you know, tomatoes hide in vegetable broth and other seasonings. So just be really mindful and aware of that. But the good news is there are a lot of swaps for nightshades. So I use a lot of Italian spices like basil or thyme or rosemary instead of cayenne or paprika. Cumin and turmeric are really wonderful nightshade-free cooking spices. And any recipes with potatoes, I I just swap with sweet potatoes. Yes, you know, it's got the sweetness versus that just the plain, you know, starchy potato. But I, I, I've just, I, I love it and it's good. I have a, the most delicious wa- s- potato salad that I make that I use white sweet potatoes. So it kind of gives your brain this illusion, you know, they're not orange. So it's like, oh, it's white. So it, I don't know, it just psychologically, <laughs> it kind of like, you know, is, is, makes it seem like a quote unquote, you know, real, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, potato salad but then there's that you know sweetness but anyway it's really damn good (laughs) i've also made a quote it's like a no tomato sauce which is not marinara let's get real but it's it's something you know it's made of beets and onions and carrots and it really is a good swap in some recipe recipes that call for marinara it again it isn't the same but it it really is delicious so there we have it. Nightshades. Now you know what nightshades are. You know that they contain alkaloids that can trigger or perpetuate inflammation in some people, but not everyone, because nightshades can really be nutritious and part of a healthy diet for a lot of people. So here's to enjoying wholesome, nutritious foods that bring you enjoyment and healing and are not inflammatory. (laughs) Woohoo! So thanks so much for joining and listening today. I hope this episode was helpful. And if you enjoyed this episode or just the podcast in general, please help me spread the word. You could share the podcast with someone you know who would benefit from it. You could write a review at Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify. You know, I'm so grateful for any sort of support and ratings and reviews. So until next week, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you, Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, The Essential Guide.